Good morning. Our Psalms this morning are Psalm 61 and Psalm 62, found on page 413. Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works, Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 61 on page 413. Hear my crying, O God, give ear unto my prayer. From the ends of the earth will I call upon thee, when my heart is in heaviness. O set me upon the rock that is higher than I, for thou hast been my hope and a strong tower for me against the enemy. I will dwell in thy tabernacle forever, and my trust shall be under the covering of thy wings. For thou, O Lord, hast heard my desires, and hast given an heritage unto those that fear thy name. Thou shalt grant the king a long life, and his years may endure throughout all generations. He shall dwell before God forever. O prepare thy loving mercy and faithfulness that they may preserve him. So will I always sing praise unto thy name, that I may dwell daily perform my vows. My soul truly waiteth still upon God, for of him cometh my salvation. He verily is my strength and my salvation. He is my defense, so that I shall not greatly fall. How long will ye imagine mischief against every man? Ye shall be slain, all the sword of you. Yea, as a tottering wall shall ye be, and like a broken hedge. Their device is only how to put him out whom God will exalt. Their delight is in lies. They give good words with their mouth, but curse with their heart. Nevertheless, my soul will thou still will wait thou still upon God, for my hope is in him. 
He truly is my strength and my salvation. He is my defense, so that I shall not fall. In God is my health and my glory, the rock of my might, and in God is my trust. O oh, put your trust in him always, ye people. Pour out your hearts before him, for God is our hope. As for the children of men, they are but vanity. The children of men are deceitful. Upon the weights they are altogether lighter than vanity itself. O oh, trust not in wrong and robbery. Give not yourselves unto vanity. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. God spake once and twice. I have also heard the same, that power belongeth unto God. And that thou, Lord, art merciful, for those rewardest every man according to his work. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twenty-first verse of the twenty-first chapter of the book of Proverbs. He who follows righteousness and mercy finds life, righteousness, and honor. A wise man scales the city of the mighty and brings down the trusted stronghold. Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. A proud and haughty man, scoffer is his name. He acts with arrogant pride. The desire of the lazy man kills him, for his hands refuse to labor. He covets greedily all day long, but the righteous gives and does not spare. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination. How much more when he brings it with wicked intent? A false witness shall perish, but the man who hears him will speak endlessly. A wicked man hardens his face, but as for the upright, he establishes his way. There is no wisdom or understanding or counsel against the Lord. The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but deliverance is of the Lord. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths, and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eighteenth verse of the first chapter of the Epistle of St. Paul to the Colossians. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself. By him whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. And you, who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death, to present you holy and blameless, 
and above reproach in his sight, if indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hopes of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. I now rejoice in my sufferings for you, and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ, for the sake of his body, which is the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, which was given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. To this end I also labor, striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. For I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you, and those in Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. For though I am absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order, and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies, and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, 
the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, who knowest us to be set in the midst of so many and great dangers, that by reason of the frailty of our nature we cannot always stand upright, grant to us such strength and protection as may support us in all dangers, and carry us through all temptations, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. Today we continue our reading from Colossians, which... Uh, it's really, uh, it's helpful to understand that St. Paul in this epistle is addressing some form of the ancient Gnostic heresy. And it's important to understand uh, this idea of Gnosticism, um, which is really a timeless heresy. It was the first real thing that, that opposed uh, the, the, the gospel. And there are various um, variations of Gnostic teachers in, that developed into the second century in the church, but all of them had a, a common um, theme that continues even to this day in, in modern Gnostic kinds of, of teachings, which is that we're saved somehow by secret knowledge that's revealed through some uh, esoteric source. Um, and it is why uh, the, the main two, the primary two modern Gnostic heresies would be uh, Mormonism and Islam. Why are they Gnostic heresies? Well, because they, they proclaim that, they're, that the, the true knowledge comes through a particular, a particular seer, Muhammad and Joseph Smith, to whom, who got the revelation in a way that you have that, that's secret and esoteric, and there's not really confirming evidence of it. Whereas the gospel went out um, through Christ, but through you know twelve apostles, four gospels, multitude of witnesses, and um, and the other principal um, distinction between the gospel 
and the Gnostic heresies is, is that in the Gnostic heresies, we're saved by knowledge, by understanding things rightly, seeing rightly, whereas in the gospel, we're saved by the cross, uh, that, that sin is the main barrier between God and, uh, and humanity, and Christ, by his death on the cross, has solved the problem of sin. All Gnosticism skirts that moral issue of sin and turns salvation into kind of esoteric knowing and, and multiplies and that you're saved by knowing the right thing. Now, it's interesting in refuting this that St. Paul doesn't um, really spend much time talking about what the Gnostic heresies were. It reminds uh, me of this story, perhaps you've heard it, of the person who, you know, you, you dealt in counterfeit currency and somebody said, you know, you, you must spend a lot of time looking at all this false currency to know it. And, and, the, and he said, no, I just spend all my time looking at the real money because when you really understand what the real money looks like, all the counterfeits become very evident by contrast. And so St. Paul in Colossians is really highlighting what the gospel is. And he began yesterday with the um, the proclamation of who Jesus is, that he is before all things. All things are held together by the Son of God. He, All things were created through him. The Father creates through his word. All things are created for him. He is the heir of all things. And then today we get into the doctrine of the church. He's the head of the church. So the Son of God became man died, rose, sent the Spirit, and through the Spirit, um, the church is created, and we're members of his body through the gift of the Spirit, which connects us organically to him, through our organic spiritual connection to the Son of God. We're united with God, and we become reconciled to God in him, not by secret esoteric knowledge, but by the washing away of our sin in the baptismal waters and the planting of new life in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And, and so he's reconciled us through the cross. And um, when St. Paul highlights the gospel here, he, he says, this is, this is what it is. He's reconciled. You were far off because of sin. Now you've been brought near, reconciled through, through his cross. And you're reconciled if indeed you continue in the faith grounded and steadfast are not moved away if you don't allow false doctrine teaching teachers to draw you away from from that essential truth and that's the whole point he's talking about but again he's highlighting on um uh, highlighting the reality and, and when we start seeing who jesus is he's the eternally begotten son of god who became man for us and now through the spirit we live in communion with him because our sins are forgiven all of a sudden, it makes all the kind of esoteric knowledge uh, uh, philosophies seem kind of paltry by contrast. This this thing, um, uh, you know, we see the reality of the thing itself. All the false things just kind of pale by comparison. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. Continuing with the prayer for all conditions of men. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. 
More especially, we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who in any ways are afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them, according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings, and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you, Barb and Robert. It's great to worship with you. Have a great Tuesday, and we'll look forward to seeing you this evening. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you, Bishop Scott. Bye, kiddos. Bye. Have a wonderful day, everybody.